stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. you live from I, I think i was gonna start like sad and just be like down i just wanted to be silent throughout this whole thing you know really if you know what i mean but this is blue heaven podcast <laughs> welcome <laughs> i don't know guys i'm struggling today because you know part of you you want to look forward you just want to move past the nightmare that was the weekend just because i, I mean I, I don't even care about losing and all that stuff to be to be honest it's just like it's it, Bad Se- losing seven games in in like uh, in ten days or whatever, where you're just at this highest peak level of constantly about to die. Anyways, my name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, quite the long introduction today, as you can see. It's okay. I'm Brooke. You guys can find me at Brooke Me Three, Twitter and Instagram as well. We're always there. On today's show, we're learning. We're we, learning. We're learning. There's a lot of things we're learning. Take, uh, we could take all of this uh, and, and, and use something positive, even though it's hard to. I, I, I get it. I'm not really that bad. I, I, I'm more so echoing a lot of the people we've seen online over the last uh, 28 hours or so. So I'm going with 28. 28 yeah. yeah. It's like in between. Because some people can't handle it. Some people realize, yeah, it's still early. Some people are accepting of the fact that, you know, Padres are pretty good. But we'll get into that more. But we got to first talk about, hey, maybe the Dodgers bullpen is bad like a lot of people predicted before the season. Maybe the bench isn't as good as we thought, uh, or at least, you know, three or four rungs deep on the depth chart. Maybe, just maybe, Dave Roberts kind of has some struggles when he doesn't uh, have a DH to Band-Aid over a lot of things. Anyways, we're going to talk about all that and a lot more. Um, I don't know if we're going to rage. I don't even really know what we're going to do in this show, but let's have some fun. This beat is sick, and the Dodgers are going to hopefully have a chance to feast up on the Reds. We'll look at the Red series a little bit after uh, all of this. But Ari Swordlow over on YouTube says, road to repeat stretches like this happen during a 162-game season. Don't freak out, which seems to be a general consensus, but also the fact that it just kind of sucks losing to the Padres, and it always does. Well, I mean, it sucks losing any game. Any game, but mostly the Padres just hurt a little bit more because all of a sudden the fans just remembered hey we can talk crap yeah it, it really did open up a door for things and it's fun man I, I do enjoy that this I think the biggest stress is just having playoff level feel yeah in April yeah I'm I'm tired my heart hurts if you remember I mean you could think way back to 2020 during that playoff uh specifically you know starting with way back. starting with Atlanta that's yeah. where it started to get really stressful just felt worn down every day. Felt like felt like you needed a nap after games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of feeling. But in freaking April, when there's yeah. still a whole hell of a lot more <laughs> games left, so that's that's always nice to do. Uh, Swag Daddy McGee over on Twitch says, "Blow it all up. Season's over. Uh, good call there. End it all." Uh, we have Sal uh, Sal Gonzalez on Periscope saying, "DH, we don't have any hitters to use as DH." And you that's know, a great what? point. Yeah, I'll that is that. That is a money cheersies. Um, <laughs> Maddie Man Five uh, on YouTube saying, "Keep sending Rios, Peters, and Barnes to the plate. It'll all work out fine." Definitely did not have the strongest back half of the lineup on Sunday night. Well, I mean, here's the thing: people are obviously in a rage about who's coming up to bat, who's going to hit. 
Everyone is dead. I don't really know what else to tell you. I mean, we're using the peanut guy to to, to hit in the ninth inning. We, we we don't have a choice right now. I mean, we had Clayton Kershaw hitting with the bases loaded, which, number one, my God, I wanted that to happen so badly. I just wanted it so bad for him to just find yeah. some grass. Dude. It, it oh, had the feel like it something really was going to happen. But, yeah, I, I wanted to talk more about the Kershaw thing. We'll do, we'll do that a little bit later because, uh, you know, why not? But, um, yeah, just, I don't know, a loss of words here. I poured myself heavy, so I'm going to take a uh, second, second sip. Zach says Kershaw is the DH. Yeah, it's a good point. I think that we had seen somebody, like, I had seen somebody complain on Twitter about not having the DH and how it was derailed the whole season. And that was a good point that you brought up. It's like, well, we don't really have one. <laughs> we don't really have any. It's not really useful to us right no. now. At the moment, it's not couple of weeks, couple of months from now, definitely is going to be useful when we're back to full strength. And we're getting back to full strength, by the way. We are getting some reinforcements on the way starting tonight, which is a big deal because, yes, Gavin Lux struggled uh, right up until he went on the injured list. Yes, his wrist got sore and it maybe was obvious because he definitely struggled uh, the last couple of games before they put him on the IL. Yeah. But he's back and it sounds like he's healthy and you hope that that rest means something. You hope he can get back to that uh, spring training form because he was crushing the ball yeah. and he was Coming hitting very well. Two, yeah, he was hitting pretty well. Definitely you would assume something was a little funked up with it. Deborah said it's hard to believe that they lost a six-run lead. That is, it, I mean, it's hard to believe, but it also isn't. It was hard to watch, we should say. Kind of not hard to believe. It was hard to watch. <laughs> so There were just so many different plays that yeah. happened that would have t- completely shut down the Padres' offense at any given point during the game. There were so many different moments where plays should have been made. You have the Sheldon Noisy bobble, bo- bobble double play ball. You have the line drive that goes off of the top of Corey Seager's glove. And yeah, he jumped up for it. Yeah, he got some clearance on it, but he got a really late jump on it. Didn't quite yeah. catch up to it. Could have gotten a little bit higher. And Cronenworth. 30 feet off the bag and heading to third regardless. It would yeah. have been a double play. Would have saved that inning. Would have saved a whole hell of a lot of runs and trouble in the bullpen. You can point to a lot of different things that went wrong. You can also point to the many, 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 many men left on base. Oh. Many men left on base. My so, goodness. So officially, it would be 18 men left on base. However, by batters, the amount of runners that batters left on base was something like 42. 43 runners were left on base by Dodger <laughs> batters, which is absolute insanity. Is that it? is a lot of opportunity. What? Barnsey had like three three uh, bases loaded opportunities or something like that. They did it for Jackie. It's just delayed Jackie oh, Robinson. There. I see. Yeah, I think, I, I think yeah, that I was uh, Rich Hill's blister over on Twitter <laughs> pointed that out, and I appreciate that because that <laughs> gave me a very good two a.m. chuckle last night. Uh, before we, I mean, I don't want to uh, not before. I don't want to keep digging into the specifics of the game. I want to get a little bit broader with it, but. Um, uh, I like Matthew Thomas here on YouTube saying, I never thought I would have wanted Kenley Jansen in the game. And to hit? <laughs> I mean, hey, he's hitting like 600 or something. Yeah, he has, he's around 500. He, dude, they, dude, they should have put him in to hit. <laughs> no, because Dave was like, he's down. You know, I, I, liked, I like Clayton there. But again, Clayton coming up a little bit later. Uh, analysis here the series sucked, but it was a good suck. As they often are, good suck. <laughs> but it's the power. I want. I want to look here to the power of positive drinking. Mm-hmm. We did learn a lot about it. One, something we already knew, and I'm glad we're able to confirm the Padres are in fact good, and it's 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 good for baseball. The Padres are good. It's good for the Dodgers that the Padres are good. They, uh, I mean, it took it took a pretty depleted Dodgers team for them to now be four and three in the season series. But the flip side, when we 
as we say, the uh, communist sense. When we swept them in the playoffs, they didn't have their top two starters at the time. So it's kind of a push in that regard. But the big thing for me, man, the, the Dodgers' depth uh, is not as good at the, the in the third and fourth string uh, of uh, of options that, that we've had in the past. I mean, of course, in the past years we've had Kike, we've had CT, but we've had other guys that are like right there, come up and step up. But now, you know, we're dipping all the way down into DJ Peters making his debut. Probably not ready for Showtime, a uh, big, big league swing there yet. I think the biggest thing right now is that in years past you've been able to – ease those guys in you've been able to mm-hmm. to go to the third four string level to guys who are coming up through the system and be like hey you get a spot start on this day you get a pinch hit appearance this day it's not like a hey all of our guys died last night so <laughs> you're going to need to start the next four games against some pretty good pitching and that's yeah. the case that they've been pushed into and people gave sheldon noisy a really hard time uh over people. the last week yeah people yep and i don't think that it 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 was fair or warranted, and obviously Sheldon Noisy came up big over the last couple mm-hmm. of days, had some really big hits. I think he should have been used more often than he actually was. Dave also pinch hit Edwin Rios for him, which hurt my heart and my soul because I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you, Dave? Uh, you want a guy that can hit the ball very, very hard and has a very high average exit velocity or a guy who's using a tennis racket? I don't really know which one you want up at the plate right now, but I'm going to oh. probably go Sheldon Noisy. I, I would say, honestly, Eddie is using a damn toothpick right now. Uh, he might um, he might just have his hands together and he's just right now at the moment and that's no knock on Eddie we really like Eddie I think he's a really good ball player I think he's gonna find it eventually but right now I mean <laughs> people like him are in tough spots man him Matt Beatty they're not getting the same abs they got last year because oh again there's no DH and and I I don't know I can't say that Doc got too used to the DH but but it did provide a lot of opportunity in, right. in mixing and matching bats getting getting some opportunities in there um and and Eddie was probably one of the biggest uh, benefactors of that designated hitter. Well, now he's not he's not getting situational. He's not getting the good matchups. It's like Dave's <clears> like, hey, left-handed pitcher, I don't care, Eddie, you're going out there. Good luck with it. And that's not <laughs> yeah. that's just not the case for him. That's not how he was used last year. There's a reason why he had that ridiculous at uh, home run per at bat thing last year. He was used in the right spots. He was used against the right pitchers. He got in at the right times. And now it's just like, hey, we need you to just go out there and take some hacks, buddy, and figure it out. So rough time to be around. But how about, I mean, shout out to Matt Beatty, man, coming up, coming back from the minor leagues. That, I mean, that's a tough thing to come back from a demotion from a World Series winning team and then to come back up, get a big base hit on Saturday mm-hmm. night, huge base hit, and then to, you know, lean into a few pitches yesterday. But we won't talk about that too much. He got on base. He did his that's job. Our boy. I appreciate him. Shout out to Matt Beatty. We always want the best for Matt because he is the best. Hashtag free Matt Beatty. Just trade him somewhere. Let him play. Let him let the boy play baseball. My man is a starter. A starter. Yeah, he's got a wicked knuckle curve. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. position player starter. Mm. Uh, Fredo says it was not a good suck. It was a bad suck. A lame suck. Yeah, yeah I mean, also, you know, I'll give you some credit on that. Uh, watching it for sure. I mean, the 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 added pain of of having to listen to so many people having to listen to A Rod and Vasgersian call that game. I had people I don't talk to very frequently DMing me like, why the hell is A-Rod, like, why does he have a job doing this? We should also talk about the incredibly bad just general start to the broadcast. I mean, I really enjoy the StatCast part of it. We got to also talk to yeah. Jason earlier this week, and so I got Last really, 
or last week. So I got to look forward to that and seeing Jason Benetti call the game. Great job by those guys, Petriello, yeah. uh, Eddie, why not? <laughs> uh, Eddie Perez on the other side, yeah. That... For me, it was a lot of fun to watch that side uh-huh. of it and get to get to absorb that side of it, but also add in the fact that I don't have to listen to A-Rod, and it just makes for a perfect broadcast. <laughs> but the beginning of the broadcast, the sound's a little off, a little bit of technical difficulties, yeah. the camera work. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> camera work. They, yeah. This is like professional level. This is ESPN. This is supposed to be the, the pinnacle of sports uh, uh, you know, presentation. And, man, there were some struggle bus situations when, on there the camera. There was one in particular where they thought Tatis overthrew the ball, and it just went like yeah, into, yeah, the, yeah. into the stands. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? He has the ball. What are you doing? Wasn't there also – there was another one where uh, I think somebody got a knock, and then it just zoomed in on Kershaw or yeah, something like, like right that. into his face. Yeah, it was like, in his soul. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, uh, just appreciate your Sportsnet LA family. Uh, just a solid premium crew over there. Top to bottom, really, from, from the broadcast crew to the sideline reporters to the – producers to the camera crew everyone over there just high class perfect yeah, team i love people, them so much the people please, on please the, give me back joe and oral the people on the back end that make sportsnet la happen oh they beautiful. those those people are just they're beautiful human beings for sure uh but yeah mash that heart button if you hate a rod I really just don't like him at Donate all. Donate a dollar at the Super Chat if you at, hate A-Rod YouTube. At all, man. There is just so many things about A-Rod that are unlikable. He, I mean, he's down bad right now with J-Lo, first of all. He is down <laughs> bad. The dude is struggling. I mean, he is the most cringy person on the internet right now watching the things that he posts. And so I'm going to hate on him for his love life right now because I'm just going to attack his personality. I just hate him. Also... Why does he get to speak out about cheating in general? This is like the fifth time that I've got to hear the Royd user, the guy who's been caught multiple times, the guy who just got booed out of New York at one point, the speak owner, about cheating. The owner of the longest uh, uh, suspension ever handed down by baseball, a full baseball season. Why does he get to talk? I have why no does idea. He, why does he get a job? Why does he get a job in baseball after that? Barry Bonds doesn't have a job. <laughs> what is Barry doing? Yeah, he's he's crying to the athletic last year about not being in baseball. I don't and have a job. My yeah. head's too big, etc. Just because uh, A Rod has a pretty smile and Barry doesn't, or something. I don't know. Does A Rod have a pretty smile? You let us know in the comments no, below. He's stupid. But yeah, uh, he's the worst. That's the worst part. I mean, it's nice getting national coverage. There's a lot of people who still are without uh, you know Sportsnet. They can't watch the games, which which really sucks. Uh, I mean, what has it been? Uh, the entire run of success for the Dodgers and people haven't been able to watch, people unable to watch the final few years of Vince Scully's career calling yeah. games. Awful. It's terrible. And and the only time people can watch it is with somebody like A-Rod on the call. Right. Oof. Man, F in the chat, boys. F in the chat. Uh, someone brought up a good point, and this is a conversation that I got to have yesterday. I mean, if you're forced to choose between a game, do you choose A-Rod or Joe Buck? And for me, normally, I, it would be a really – any Joe Buck and anybody else would Joe be Buck. a conversation. But <laughs> and I, now there's no way I'm not choosing Joe Buck over A-Rod. I don't care about anything. that number. Also, A-Rod steals things from other announcers. Oh, yeah. He steals Joe Davis's stuff. He steals mm-hmm. Joe Buck's stuff, and he just plugs it in as his own. And he's like, I just made this up on the spot. I'm a genius. I'm a steroid user. Congratulations to me. I got steroid brain. <laughs> Ah man, what a bad guy! I, I I hope J Lo never goes back to him, man. All right, I think we've had enough riffing on a Rod. No, but again, we'll, seriously, we'll, you, hit, you can hit our after dark section, and we'll we'll, we'll have a conversation. <laughs> Katie gave us a dollar in the she chat. She really hates a Rod. She Thank proved you, it. That, that's the proof right there that he is virtually hated. <laughs> oh, Kevin, Kevin's in the chat by the way. Also, he says at least Joe Buck is, is friends with Brock Meyer. Yeah, you know, a Rod doesn't even have that going for him. That's a, that's an important note. 
A-Rod doesn't have any friends. Oh, God. I can't. I Who who could possibly like it? I'm pretty sure, you know, like Puig has more friends. And there are all those, like, shady cartel dudes and whatnot. Yeah. Puig has more friends. Hey, hey, me, cut that out. This is live? Oof. <laughs> I think even <laughs> even J-Hair I don't think would be friends with A-Rod. And J-Hair's no. friends with everybody. J-Hair, J-Hair loves everybody. He's friends with you now. He's friends with me now. Big and sh- I don't think he really would like A-Rod, to be honest with you. Big shot over here. All right. Enough A-Rod. A-Roid. Sorry. The, this was not the plan, but again, hey, at least it got us off of like just talking about the same things every time. I mean, anybody who was on, on with Doug last night, our boy Doug McCain on the DN postgame show, they had plenty of time to talk crap about A-Rod, talk crap about how bad the Dodgers are doing and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, this is tough. It, it's a tough time. So I don't, I don't want to dig too much into the specifics of Sunday and all of that, but... So we're doing something a little bit different here. Uh, Sam Samuel Nam, uh, he, he he I think he added us on uh, or Dodgers Nation on on the Twitter. Sam basically gave us today's run of show. What we're going to talk about, or what what we should talk about, because Sam, regular fan over here, Sam I fan. Um, he pretty much broke it down, so we're going to dive into it. Let's go. Let's have some fun. One, Dodgers can't hold runners on. Check. <laughs> they can't throw them out. Check. Those two go well together. Situational hitting has been lacking. Uh, let's say it's dead. That is absolutely not a thing. Again, you killed it right there. Yeah. 40-plus gotcha. runners left on base. 42. <laughs> yeah, lots. Legendary. With three Zs. Lots. Uh, bullpen. Shaky. Ooh, that is being... Uh, uh, what am I looking for? What's the word? What's the word? That is being um, positive. That is being like... I don't know. They're worse than shaky is what I'm going for. I don't know. I don't know all these it's words. being too nice. How about yes. that? There you yeah. go. Uh, strike zone has expanded and we aren't adjusting. Yes, the Dodgers are a team oh, that man. takes a lot of walks. We went into... The, I don't know why I'm holding this. I, I've really wanted to just throw it at the camera, but Big I'm afraid I'm going to hit it. Oh, it'll move. And yeah, the camera's going to move. It's and not it's as real, still anymore. It's real finicky right now, the way I have it set up. Looks, the, where you guys are at, it looks beautiful, but I'm going to tell you, if I hit it, things are going to be bad. You're going to see the wall. Gary's I'm going to have there. to go hold it up the rest of the show. <laughs> Selfie cam it. But uh, another thing, everyone's gunning for us. It's one part, but uh, I'm less. I'm less interested in those, more interested in... I don't know, man. What do you want to talk about with that first? How bad the Dodgers have become with holding runners on? Because it's it's oof. Let's let's talk about that for a minute because there, there's a lot of opinions that I have about that. And it, for a normal team, <laughs> as a former catcher, yeah, for a normal team, it wouldn't you know maybe it wouldn't irk me so much. But the Dodgers don't run also, so when yeah. you add that in, it kind of really just kind of digs down deep and it gets you a little bit. As a catcher, there's only so much that you can do if your pitchers are not holding runners on. And I know that if you go back and look um, at our pitchers throughout the course of this, let's just say this series, we won't even talk about the last series, which the Padres also ran wild in, by the way. Over the course of this series, there's not one competitive pickoff attempt. And what I mean by that, there's not one actual attempt to get a guy from first and to, to make him nervous and to make him get a little bit closer to the bag and think twice about stealing a base. There's not one serious one. It's all the, you know, the... The lob over, like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Just so you know, I'm thinking about you. It's like I, I sending. Think a, I think you're really focused on Kenley at this particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of that. Uh, but like, it's like sending like a you know a Valentine's card to like your friend. You know, like that kind of situation. Like I'm thinking about you. I'm not serious about you. I'm thinking about I you. Choo choo choose you. I choo choo choose you. There's a picture of a train on it. It's a good one. Yeah, I like that. But that's that's my problem. First of all, Kenley. I mean. I just don't know that Kenley's ever not going to 
be that guy. I just mm-hmm. his his time to the plate's not good. What does it need to be like under one point seven or something like that? From from thereabout. Yeah. So it needs yeah. to be under one point seven. I'm pretty I think sure Kenley, he's like sixteen. I, full I swear he's like he's he is up there in terms of time of uh, to home plate, and mm-hmm. it's it's just not good. Trevor Bauer, I think that's one thing that he focuses on and he thinks about. Mm-hmm. He has been slow in his career at it, but he's gotten better. Uh, Dustin May, he's literally a man on stilts, so it's going to take him a little bit longer to get to home plate. <laughs> the Dodgers just need to do a better job of holding runners closer. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think Dave Roberts, honestly, yeah. even knows what that looks like. But they can't just keep having guys run wild on them. It, it's like having a double automatically every time. You can't turn a walk into a double and expect to win ball games because so many of those guys that got to second base yesterday or got to even third base yesterday mm-hmm. scored. And yeah. that obviously made a difference in the game. So Huge that's something difference. they need to work on. Yeah. Uh, and and on the other side, I mean, Will Smith and Austin Barnes, fine throwers, far from Yachty or Molina arms. You know, Yachty got a cannon, and these dudes got some damn pea shooters. Yeah. And to, you know, to their credit, they've both improved their game in that sense. I a think bit. I think that they um, – I honestly think Austin Barnes has taken a slight step back, as whereas Will Smith's taken a slight <gasps> step up. In terms of defensive and keeping runners close and caught stealing, again, it is tough when you got pitchers that aren't really working with you too well. So yeah. I'm not going to take too much away from them, but you just got no chance. I mean, you got no chance if 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 you don't have a good solid arm behind the plate combined with a guy who's already slow to the plate as it is. So it's not working in their favor. And again, I don't know how they fix this. I don't know if they do fix this. Mm-hmm. And teams are going to look at the Padres series and be like. Now wait a minute. We have a guy who can run average speed, so we can steal bases. I think uh, Dave mentioned it in his uh, uh, pregame presser today on his Zoomies that they were the 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 bullpen was out working with uh, Josh Bard, bullpen pitching coach or bullpen coach, uh, about you know like focusing on. Well, I don't know. They were they're throwing and doing their workouts or whatever. But the whole idea was like they were going to have a focus on. They need to tighten up. That that pop time or not the pop time getting the ball to the plate the amount of time that it's taking is just absurd. Like if everybody on the team is taking as long or close to the amount of time that Kenley takes, you're gonna have a bad time, and we all are. I am having a bad time. Anyways, the other thing uh, before we start trashing ideas or people <laughs> hey, or whatever, right. oh. and, and, and you know one of them I, I see David uh, Carrillo here talking about it, which is and and and. It's a good jumping off point for our next topic, which is a situational hitting is lacking very much so. <clears throat> Again, how many runners left on base? 42. A lot of 42. runners left on base by Dodger batters. They're not doing it very well. And again, we're on like the third stringer guys, the fourth stringer guys. Sheldon Noisy probably shouldn't be up right now. He's not the guy. DJ Peters straight up shouldn't have been up at the time. You know, he's he's not... I don't know what kind of you know pitching he's facing in AAA or not AAA in, at the alternate site, and you know they're having some scrimmages with other teams and whatnot at Camelback, but clearly proved he's not ready. Luke Rayleigh, my God, he's very much probably a four A guy at best. He's a four A guy, long term. That's his career, four A. You know, I mean, I'd love to see these guys do it, but we got to call it like it is. We're the Dodgers, <laughs> like we air quote we buy our championships, as they say, even though they're very much wrong, but. These aren't the guys that are going to get it done. If you have three or four of them plus Barnes in the lineup, oof, you're going to have these type of games. So you have some guys like, let's say, Kiebert Ruiz, Kiebert, Kybert, whatever the hell you want to call him. I think officially it's Kiebert. Um, shit, I, w- I would love to see him getting some time or whatever. I don't know if that means moving Barnesy around, moving Will Smith, trying to get him some time, even though those aren't really going to be options. Dave isn't moving his catchers around. but Right. 
I don't know. He'd be a better bat potentially off the bench right now. I mean, you look at the bats that are available in the minor leagues. Kiebert's one of the better ones. I mean, obviously he's had his struggles, and those have been well noted and written about. Uh, but he is realistically one of the better bats that's available. So why not give him that chance? Why not give him that opportunity? Mm-hmm. Why not give him some plate appearances? If if all you're going to really use these guys for when you're bringing them up is for spot starts or for spot pinch hit opportunities, why not Kiebert? I don't I don't understand it. Also matches up well, obviously. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I question a lot of the decisions that have been made over the past couple of weeks. And obviously, there are things going on that we don't know about. There you know, there could be any number of things happening in the minor league system right now yeah. in the alternate site that we're not aware of because those aren't talked about on a daily basis. And honestly, sounds like Dave Roberts doesn't always know what's happening over there because he couldn't give an update on a lot of people that are at the alternate location. So, could be deeper. Could be a lot more things going on. Um, I do like the fact that they sh- they kept Sheldon Noisy up. I, th- I think that's a good move for them right now. I, I do like that they, Who else they didn't they didn't necessarily give up on DJ Peters, but they sent him back yeah. today, which is good. I think that's a good fit for him right now. He needs to get some more live at bats. He's about to, I believe they're about to start their minor league season close. next week, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, which means he'll get into some good live game situations, and that'll be good for him. He'll be back up at some point this year, probably, and hopefully he can get you know decent time to prepare for that. Two in the comments here. We got Matthew back again on uh, the YouTube side. So we're on 42nd string, guys. That's Low a good key, one right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, my boy David is in the stream. David Higgins saying it's not just third stringers, though. Mookie and Seeger both down to about 260. It's another thing we're probably not touching on as much. It's not just, you know, the Peterses and and the, the Rayleighses. No, it's the Mookies. Mookie left seven runners on base uh, his himself. Yesterday. Mookie has struggled, and I think if you look at the stats, it's not something that I've, I've took a dive into quite yet, but he's uh, lifted the ball in the air a lot more mm-hmm. than we're used to seeing. Not as many hard hit balls, not as many line drives, and it was brought up on the broadcast yesterday, I believe, that his hard hit percentage is way down right now. Even his sprint speed is way down, which yeah. is really odd, but I mean, small sample size, the season just started, you'll see it kind of balance out throughout the course of the year, but also, right now, not seeing the ball well. You also kind of wonder what the back is doing for him. He, he did have that back situation, Good. and doesn't seem like it's uh, helping him too much right now. Uh, a lot of things aren't helping him at the moment. But also, I mean, Corey Seager, man, like it just had that feeling of if Mookie gets out here in the in the last inning yesterday, if Mookie gets out here, this ball game's over. And it had that feeling to it. And you knew that based on the matchup with Melanson against Seager, that he, oh, he's rolling over to the right side. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. They're 100% in my mind this is happening. So when Mookie got out, I was like, that's it. That's a ball game. Forget about it. Pretty much. And it happened. And it sucks. And it sucks that it's at that point. Seeger's kind of going through it in some points. He has little flashes here and there. He's getting hits, but they're also not at the right time. Uh, it seems to happen when nobody's on and nothing's cooking. So uh, it's it's a perfect storm of a lot of really bad things happening at one time, and we are feeling it. Are we doing anything positive here? Are we helping? Is this this? Uh, are P- I'm assuming this is more of a therapy. We trash talk a rod earlier. People enjoyed that, so I think we you know we won over the crowd. I'm just I'm thinking of the uh, other reviews. These trash talkers don't know anything. Well, they, they call don't... us homers. I don't. We're I know, either I know. a homer or we hate everybody. <laughs> I, we apparently we can't be anything. You know, we can't be a neutral some, ground. Some people's kids. Hey, we're all here to vent because this weekend was. <laughs> Frustrating. I think the reviewers want us to come online and be like, this is a Major League Baseball team. This man's name is Chris Taylor. Have a good day. The lineup is going to be Mookie Betts and then Corey Seager and then and then you know like and subscribe. Anyways, I could do that. Enough uh enough crap talking. Getting back into it, diving right back into it. Bullpen is rough. 
Oof. Another right. place, again, another place that has not been helped by injuries. Again. No. Again. Obviously, Corey Knable going down is a huge deal. Huge. I think a lot bigger than people actually know. Mm-hmm. That's going to be rough. You really don't have an alternate to Kenley Jansen now. You're kind of relying on Blake Trinan. And I, man, they are going to. I just, I keep thinking in my mind that over the next two months, that they are going to go so hard on Blake Trinan. And that the rest of the year is going to be rough on him because of this. And but, this is something that Doc has had a tendency to do throughout mm-hmm. the course of his career. I mean, he's done this with all these guys. He did that with Joe Bland. Remember? Like mm-hmm. that, that, same situation. Yeah. Well, every time it's just like journeyman type dude or, or that that other sort of just a guy. But two things. Uh, one, I'm getting real close to calling uh, Blake Trine and the new Pedro Baez because he's boy's been a little rough so far this year. Sure, the pitch moves a whole lot. He's a pitching ninja darling. But my God, dude, get some outs. Like, and then keep the runners where they is, bruh, bruv. He's getting he's getting a lot that, of and unlucky that's the absolute contacts. truth. He's getting unlucky contacts, and that's that's an unfortunate side of it. Yeah, uh, it, he's yeah the, the 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 pitches are absolutely finding their way into the bat, and the, they're just kind of flaring into uh, awkward spots. He is one of. I know you guys want to talk crap on the shift from yesterday. Uh, let me just point out before I do that that the shift helps more often than it hurts. So we don't mm. you really need to have a conversation beyond that. But he is one of those guys that has problems with the shifts. And it, I think that they've had problems working it out with him. And that had, tends to happen with a ground ball pitcher like him. It tends to work out that way because you get a lot of little flares over people's heads. And mm. we've witnessed that very, very often. I think he is a very, very good quality pitcher that can be a late-inning high-leverage guy, but right now I'm worried about his usage, and I'm worried about what Dave Roberts is going to do with him while so many guys are out, because now you have David Price out, who is supposed to be a long-innings guy. You have Tony Gonsolin still with no timetable, another guy who's supposed to be a a long-innings type of guy. You have Jimmy Nelson, who's probably going to get burnt out in the first half of the year, and it seems pretty clear that's going to be the case. They're going to him a lot, and they're going to him in, in spots where they need a lot of pitches thrown. And so I think that's going to be an issue. All right. So I have a thing on the shift and, and a thing on the Kenley. You talked about, like, you know, they need somebody else for Kenley. Kenley's been the best reliever so far this season by, like, a Wild. wide margin. It's like almost like Dave Roberts figured out, like, you're right. I can't use him on back-to-back days. Thank you, 2016 Dodgers fans. <sighs> you know, it takes it takes a village. It literally does. <laughs> but the shift thing, all right, the Padres, uh, I think that's one of the things they did better than any team I've seen in quite some time against L.A. this past series and, and all season long, really, over seven games. They beat the shift phenomenally. You think of all of those balls that end up where a shortstop should be playing, you know, in between, or really in that six hole. They they have it planned out, and they have the type of bodies that can do it. I mean, when the hell did Eric Hosmer become the devil against the Dodgers? You get that Hosmer uh, doing things like that. You got, you know, when Tommy Pham's alive, he's doing some things. You got uh, uh, the other kid, Grisham, you know, Gold Glover. I hate Trent Grisham. I uh, I don't know They're who I hate all more. All just poking it to that I side. I don't know who I hate more between Trent Grisham and Jerks and Profar, but I hate them both <laughs> so much. Boom. So much. It's the name of the episode. It's not. Mikhail calls him Leon Bridges. I don't know what that Profar. means. Jerks and Profar looks like Leon Bridges. I don't, know. I don't watch things. So look up Leon Bridges. All right. Do it now. Like we'll right wait. now? We'll wait. I'm not going to do that. Not you, them. Okay. Uh, and, and are they going to describe it to me? Yeah. Oh, he looks like Trent Grisham. Oh, I get it. Not Trent Grisham. He looks like Jerks and Profar. Uh, oh, yeah, whatever. They all look the same. Baseball players, you know how they are. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, the, I think the L.A. really, the boys, we, I apologize, we need to potentially not shift as hard against all of their guys, particularly guys that have good bat control, like a Haas, like a Grisham. <laughs> Who knew that Eric Hosmer was such like a ground ball machine? When did that happen? <laughs> like we as know, soon as he left Kansas City, like what happened? We know Manny is like just hardcore, I'm going to pull everything. We know... Uh, Tatis is going to peek and cheat and pull everything. We get it. That's their, you can shift on them, sure, whatever. Throw like 15 guys, just play over the line. Do what you got to do. Uh, maybe ease up on the shift a bit there. But, um, yeah, bullpen, rough. Bullpen, a lot of the problems, again, remain on the injury front. Where would we be without Gonsolin? But flashing back to before the season, all of the air quote experts looked at the bullpen as the biggest weakness they also circled kenley as the biggest weakness and they're half right on that the bullpen i mean even if it's fully healthy is it that oh is that really like the the dominant uh core you you the core of names you're gonna be like man this this is a this is a team that's gonna go back to back the answer is no. It doesn't strike fear into the hearts of men. Uh, Stimmy Nelson is getting high leverage outs here or innings. Yeah. Not always getting. I mean, he's getting outs. high leverage innings. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, to his credit, I think he's making the most of the situations that he's been put into. I don't really know how else to say it nicely. I mean, I, I I could make the most of the situation too if I was thrown in there. I really like Jimmy Nelson, and I want him to be good, and I want him to be successful. But as I said at the beginning of this season, I just think that he's going to not be put into position, positions mm-hmm. of success, and that's been the case so far. I think Dave Roberts has not used him well. I think. Maybe early on in the season he used him okay, but it's gotten worse and worse since then. And maybe that's not to his fault. I mean, there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of stuff happening out in the bullpen. When you got Garrett Clevenger coming in to a game like this, uh, you know that you're not really setting yourself up ideally. I didn't mm-hmm. quite understand the completely staying away from Kenley sentiment yesterday, which is funny because we always say don't go back-to-back days on Kenley, but didn't quite understand it in yesterday's Things game. Things change. feel like there should have been an adjustment made. Um, Dave didn't really want to win that game and it got out of hand also stayed away from scotty alexander of all people um i understood he pitched and he pitched <clears throat> quite a few pitches and threw a lot the day before but also hey man uh things are falling apart the wheels are coming off uh put in a guy who's gotten a lot of ground balls do something let's go let's get it going didn't love it i don't think dave is necessarily setting his guys up for success no um and that's a conversation worth having because I think that the management style, the decisions made early on, obviously impacted by lack of DH, obviously impacted by lack of health, but a lot of them are questionable. I don't a think Dave is putting the every the, the team in the best uh, line of success, and we're going to jump into that after I get this one-liner out of my head that I had stuck about me making the most out of my opportunity as a Dodger reliever. Let me tell you. If Tortuga can get away with throwing some 46-mile-per-hour cheese, Papa Bear over here. Get, get, I, hey, uh, Andrew Friedman, call me, bro. I got you. Just just wicked 46 cheddar right here. I'm telling you. I can hit a batter. <laughs> he can also hit a batter. And he can solid, get hit. Solid a, 72 miles an hour right uh, to the shoulder. One last thing before we uh, trash Dave a little bit. Because why not? That's what we're here for. We're here to have some fun. Sponsored by Jim Beam. Eat fresh. Um, do you? Do you? What would you do uh, now, bullpen wise? I mean, what the Dodgers got reinforcements? Air quote back today with Dennis Santana came back. Uh, Clev was sent down. Um, who else did they bring up? They got another arm. Mitch White. 
Mitch White come up. Again, a pair of names that don't really strike fear into your hearts. I'm sure length. once again They're just looking for some length. I'm sure once again, uh once once we get to to uh you know, trade deadline time, you're probably going to see the names pop up. You're probably going to see Josh Hader pop up again. You're going to see the, uh, the 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 premium names, uh premier relievers in the game and and whoever has those players, the Dodgers are going to have to pay a premium to get them. I'm wondering uh, your thoughts on maybe seeing what Joe Joe Gray can do out of the bullpen for a little bit. I, do I you mean, mortgage the future to get some some key outs in 2021? I mean, to get them now, yeah. And I don't really – I mean, honestly, are you really mortgaging the future to do that with him? You lose a year of control out of him. It is what it is. I, I well, Right now – And you lose, lose that year of development as a starter as well. Also that too, but also working him out of the bullpen is not a bad place to do it considering that looking long-term for the Dodgers, there's not a spot for him in the starting yeah. rotation, and that's not something that's just going to magically appear. There's not a spot for Tony Gonsolin right now, and he is a starting pitcher. So with that in mind, I think that his stuff plays up in the bullpen. I think a lot of starters, just in general, their stuff just plays up in the bullpen, especially when you consider that they're only going to go two innings and not six or seven innings. So I don't quite understand the thought process of not having him in there right now. Um, There could be more to it, obviously. He could be a little bit behind in his development. These aren't guys that we hear about on a daily basis. I think he's on Twitch streams these days, so he could be up to no good. I don't know what he's doing. Um, it, It does seem like it would be an intelligent move to find a guy who could eat up some innings. So I know Mitch White is one of those guys. He's a guy that could have been developed as a starter, is now kind of developing into a reliever more and, and more or less, but he is a guy who can, during this phase of not having anybody, mm-hmm. eat up a decent chunk of innings for you in any given day. I don't know if I'm as interested or, or have think the team has as much of a need in eating up innings as they need shut down innings late in the game they do but the, he is a guy that can also do that i mean you look at you look at through their minor league system <laughs> yeah. who else can do, who who can do that nobody i mean gerardo you, carrillo can throw 100 miles per hour but we got guys who can do that without you know really that's the thing bruce that can throw 100 miles an uh, hour but right now hasn't but they, found... won't, they don't even want to touch him right now dave is afraid yeah. to throw him dave's for some mad reason. at him <laughs> <laughs> shut up late you know, he's a little upset with him yesterday <laughs> uh I mean, yeah, Vesia that's hanging out down there that's still kind of yeah, unproven, but, but kind of close, not, right not, on the edge. Not names that are the, the, Vesia is probably a four A type guy, maybe maybe more. Maybe the Dodgers do that thing they do. I saw a comment earlier on, tw- on Twitter, uh, the tweeter, not Twitch, Twitter, where um, somebody was like, "What is up with the Dodgers? Like continual, continuous fascination with a uh, fascination with the 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 recreation guy, not recreate. Damn it." What do they call those? English. You know the word. Uh, recovery. Recreation. The recovery guys, the, the bad guys, they make good again. Reclamation. Okay. Reclamation. Ah, English. Yeah. You know, we always have that guy. I mean, sure, we have more of them in the bullpen right now, or at least in, in on the on the IL. You have the Canely who's there. He's not coming back. Think of how much we miss Caleb Ferguson right now. You have somebody like, uh, 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 what's his name, Brandon Morrow, who's back. But probably at, at best, maybe might be a second half of the season guy if he doesn't oh, just be there's like. There's a good chance he's like a September guy at this point. Yeah. Honestly, there's a good chance Joe Kelly's like a September guy at this point because I, I feel like we keep getting updates on him that aren't really updates. Like Joe's close, Joe's coming along, Joe's developing, Joe's in his progressions. <laughs> I mean, I could write the script before Dave Roberts even answers a question about Joe Kelly. Let me yeah. just tell you that, first of all. I don't. You had brought up a point. 
a long time ago. Like, hey, there's a good chance Joe Kelly doesn't even pitch at all this season. The way just the just the mysteriousness around everything that's there's no designation for him. There's no exact mm-hmm. designation for him. There's an injury list designation for him, obviously, but it's not like a one of the it, it is similar to last year where it was like he's got bodyitis. Like his his body yeah. hurts. Like just in general. I'm like, what the there's, hell does that mean? There's something there's definitely something wrong with him. Uh that they're not being you know, forthcoming about, but that's just the, the way the Dodgers do. Another good comment is Kelly has one indisclosed injury after another, and that's mm-hmm. been the case throughout. His, I mean, I don't know him before he yeah. was in L.A. I didn't pay attention to him. Obviously, the Corona kid, but really didn't pay attention to him with Boston or St. Louis or anything. But he really has been like a, hey, I'm hurting. And it's like, what part? He's like, I'm just hurting. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's just hurting. And I don't know if <laughs> the that's thing. the Dodgers. I don't know if that's him. I don't know what, you know what goes into that or anything. like. But it has been the case where you're like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but He's he's either like my bottom part hurts or my top part hurts. One or the other. I don't know what it is. And uh, honestly, respect. I feel that. My feel that both way. parts hurt, top and bottom. <laughs> uh, we got uh, somebody wanted to make sure they, they noted on um, on YouTube, first dislike. We thank you. We thank you for that. You know what? Uh, your, your, uh, your hate sustains us. You didn't even put a name, you coward. I know, coward. Probably, probably that one damn, that one uh, voice kid. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Los Angeles. He could have his voice deep. Roach says, I am also hurting. Roach, that's just San Bernardino. It just gets to you, you know? Mm -hmm. You just feel it after a few years, a few days, a few hours. (sighs) So it's tough. Uh, We got Hernando saying, uh, move Julio to the pen. Sure, it would help one problem. You're going to start Bauer every four days? What are you going to do? I mean, the corpse of. Can can Tony throw left handed? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Or JoJo Gray. There you go. Starter. Let's go. But you now uh, Julio is is a starter. He's going to be a starter, and that's just the way things go. Um, back to Dave. It's time. I got to I got to yell a little bit about Dave, but not really because we love Dave. Obviously, we know we love Dave. He's he's won a lot of ball games for a reason, and one of those big reasons is he's had a lot of uh, talent around him, and he attests to that much. But yep, man, we have talked about this time and time again, and and. It really does feel like he literally costs the team wins a, a few times a season. I would, I would love, I would pay somebody a very small amount of money to to have some sort of algorithm that tells me how many games Dave Roberts loses the team in a season with his decisions. And to be fair. To be fair to Dave, because I would like to be fair to him. He is playing the long game on the season. He's not. He's not Jace Tinker, who's going to risk everything for one game, and yes. that results in a lot of injured guys. But unfortunately, it's playing against them early on in the sense that number one, it's not working out, mm-hmm. but number two, Pete guys are also getting injured. So it's not. I mean, he is playing the long game, but the long game doesn't seem to be working out. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we could be in July, August, September, and look back on this and be like, "Wow, great call on that. Way mm-hmm. to figure that out. Way to put in those rookies early on. It really worked out for us long term. We kept our arms fresh. We kept our guys fresh uh, yeah. off their legs. We're ready to go into the postseason. We feel healthy. But the point is, right now, it sucks. Yeah, Sook's big tuna right now. Sook's the big tuna, big time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest one, the biggest one I want to point to is is particularly on Sunday, him burning the, the, the bench early. And I think Ugh. I think Brian, our, our boy Brian Robitaille, talked, or he, he tweeted about that yesterday during the game, like, got to that point. I mean, and I can understand it. You burn the pen a little or, or bench a little bit because you don't expect to lose a six-run lead. Guess what? You did. 
But you burned all your guys early, and now it's bases loaded, one out, 10th inning. Clayton Kershaw's walking to the plate. That's not something. Pitcher's shaking in his boots. And and what Tim Hill is one of their that is better a, really, that's that a is, rough that's a rough card for Clayton Kershaw to pull by the way. Give Kershaw a right-handed batter helmet. Let him go up there hacking right-handed. I would Dude, much prefer to see that. I mean, I would have put Ross Stripling in there before I would have put Clayton Kershaw against oh, that guy. Right. That's a that's a tough tough card to pull. Once again, same old same old after after the game. I liked Kershaw in that spot. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you're going to say Personally, a lot of that type of stuff. I would have been standing about a quarter of an inch away from the plate if I were Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I would have just been like, you're either going to hit me or strike me out, and that's okay. But uh, those are the type of things that, that maybe it's not one particular moment in one particular game, but there are a few moments that lead up to this. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, Dave talked about it in pregame today that, that uh, you know, uh, Kenley was trying to talk his way into the game, and he shut down the idea of Kenley potentially pitching the game. And guess what? We needed Kenley because uh, Dave's, Dave's never told Kenley no either. It's a, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new Dave. Um, new Dave. New Dave who dis. But I don't know. This is one of the things I kind of wanted to complain about open air that I, I, I hated that that type of thing happened. And again, I love Dave. I don't think there is a better person. So I've said dozens of times on this podcast there is not a better person to manage this team dave roberts is is a godsend to everybody he is fantastic in keeping a bunch of people cohesive and, and working on the same thing if, if seriously if dodgers didn't have dave and jt we would we would not be where we're at we wouldn't have won the world series last absolutely year. would not have, not have won the world series a lot of guys probably would have left by now i could tell you one thing mookie would not have signed a 12-year extension and all that it's those type of dudes is those personalities however you get friendly only takes you so far. I don't know if it. Maybe sometimes it's about putting on the show. It really is about putting on the show. But like going back a little bit or earlier in the show, where where uh, you know the strike zone has expanded and that has grossly uh, affected the Dodgers because they take walks. That's one of the things the Dodgers do best is take walks. I would love to see Dave out there causing a ruckus. I mean, he he spoke up a little bit yesterday, but barely. I mean, there was one particular call that was like three inches down on the zone call for strike three, and Dave kind of pulled his mask down and did the and spit and did a hands on the hips type of thing, you know, that he does. It didn't really say much other than that, but I think if you look Man. back at the umpire audit report, it's like plus four runs in total for the series for the Padres. Mm-hmm. It's close to that. I think it's like three and a half that it ended up being in the Padres' favor. That's pretty significant over a four-game series, especially when you look and you're like, well, we lost three of them. That's notable. That's something you need to pay attention to. I would like to see more fire out of him. I think I think the first time that Dave gets tossed this year, the Dodgers go on a 10-game winning streak, and that's my prediction for it. I think it works out like that every year. Man, there were just some bad called strike threes on the Dodgers yesterday and throughout the course of the series, really throughout the course of this year. I don't know if, like, when you win a World Series title, there comes with a caveat that you get bad strike three calls on you for the rest of the year, but it really seems to be the case, and it's it sucks to watch. It's difficult to watch a game called badly. It's one thing to be like, hey, we're just not doing it, but to get cheated at the same time by umpiring, it just really sucks. Yeah, and uh, the comments, we've got a few good comments here, like Ruben saying, we need an Aaron Boone-type reaction for those missed calls, like something. I mean, just just glaring, oh, man, I'm I'm quivering in my boots as the umpire with my terrible calls. No, Get out there. Sure, it's going to cost you a fine. We'll cover it. We'll start a GoFundMe. We got you. Shit, somebody got, 
what? How many like like a few hundred thousand dollars or whatever for putting gorilla glue in their hair? We can get a GoFundMe to pay Dave Roberts uh, get out of umpire jail free card or whatever the hell. Katie put ninety nine cents on it earlier. We're already (laughs) off and running. (laughs) Right there. Yeah, but. My sweet lord, and and understandably, the calls from the umpires uh, have been fairly even uh, ish. Like they're the Dodgers are getting some, let's say, f- more than fair calls. It is on bad the umpiring side. across the board, just in general. And it's that again. We we went into that for like thirty hours last week, but the um, the situations are different. You have like like bases empty or one on and, and two out and you get that K or whatever. But we're getting them where it's JT looking and it's it's six feet or six inches off the plate and right. and you know, they're walking back. C T three like gave gave a look and Chris Taylor is the most perfect boy in the world. Tyler on YouTube says cheated. It happened on both sides, fellas. But actually, I mean Tyler, if you look at the actual umpire audit reports that credits runs created from umpires making decisions, the Padres won out by three and a half runs throughout the course of the series. And that's not something that I'm just, you know, using to my advantage. That is an actual fact that was used by an umpire auditor. So we're not just making it up. It is worked. It has Mm -hmm. worked against us. And of course, throughout the course of a game, you look at in particular, uh, let's say Saturday or uh, excuse me, Friday wouldn't have helped us any in the Mm -hmm. long run. Probably wouldn't have helped us win a ball game or anything like that. But when it's plus one run in a one run game Mm -hmm. on Sunday, that's a big deal. That changes everything. So I have an issue with it. Again, we went in depth about this. We won't talk about umpiring mm-hmm. too much. There needs to be something done. You said shot caller, I believe, is your solution. Yeah, uh, full blown shot caller. I don't know who controls it. Is it? Is I it do. if there's an if there's enough of a, of a discrepancy with everybody, like they just get shocked, or or is it by booze? Uh, booze be fun. <laughs> yes, by booze. Uh, Matthew Thomas over on YouTube got two dollars on it for the Dave out of out of umpire jail card. <laughs> Matthew, appreciate. It. We'll hold on to that two dollars for Dave for you. I saw another uh, a good one from our friend uh, Jason. Jason McClure saying manager shows fire, it might just ignite something, and that's the the little thing that this the these you know the past week has felt like it needed. I've I've kind of questioned whether or not this is a uh, a late. Uh, on-set World Series hangover because it feels like it. I mean, they open the season, you're feeling good, you're playing the Rockies, hungover. whatever, you know you're going to – you have a party to look forward to, you know? They had their party on the night at the Dodger Stadium against Nationals. They got their rings. Everybody turn up, 420 YOLO swag or whatever. Don't give uh, Gary the 420 because bad things happen at Dodger Stadium. But all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, they don't have anything to play for. And – they're playing like shit. And Dave's just watching it. Yeah, I would really just like to see him go out there and like throw a complete temper tantrum. Like as crazy and wild as you can possibly imagine. I saw Tom Tom uh ooh, that's a lot of name, but Tom on Facebook says Dave needs to watch some Lasorda highlights. Oh man. Tommy being out there? Ooh. Oh, if, if Tommy Lasorda was out there right now managing, man. You would not be able to air any of that. <laughs> Everybody's ass would be in the jackpot. Uh, that's enough complaining about those things. Let's look forward. It, we're done with the Padres for a while. We we can feast up a little bit. You hope on um, on the Reds in town this week. Dodgers go to Milwaukee after and and, and play. They're going to go on a, a decent sized roadie. But uh, 
you hope they miss some of the premier starting pitchers. They got Corbin Burns up there, who's like a godsend or whatever right now for uh, for Milwaukee. But let's look at the Reds right now. We're going to try to fatten up on the nine and twelve Reds again. Anybody listening to the podcast comes out on a Tuesday. It's Monday. It's before game time. We're about uh, half an hour before first pitch. Matchups: You got Julio on the bump tonight, going up against uh, Tyler Molly. You got Bueller and Jeff Hoffman on uh, on tomorrow, and Kirsch uh, and Sonny Gray on a getaway day, one o'clock start. At Dodger Stadium on Wednesday, which is cool. I think they're selling cheaper tickets for Dodger Stadium on that day, by the way. So check that out. But you would think, you would hope, you would feel like, uh, at least by the numbers, like the Dodgers should be able to you know run away with this pretty easily. But uh, the Reds ain't terrible with the bat, not terrible with the pitch. Uh, Cincinnati leads the National League in home runs at 33 in average. They lead with a 251 average, and they lead in OPS uh, 778. However, they have faced a lot of very bad Diamondbacks pitching and uh, Pirates pitching, which is also a very bad. So they fattened up. They had those like you know very lopsided scores. Uh, you look through their uh, through their season so far, the standings. You look at all that. It's you know a couple. 12, 11, 15 run games, all that kind of stuff. So they fattened up themselves in specific games overall. They're not a very good team. They're 9 and 12. They're dead last in the very weak NL Central. On the other side of the ball, on the pitch side, Reds also not great. Very middling. 10th in staff ERA, 465. Starters, 431, slightly better. Bullpen, 5.3 runs. So you would think, everybody loves numbers on a podcast, you would think the Dodgers should be able to get fat on this you got lux coming back you you're you're trying to get a little healthy go and give me your thoughts on that go ahead real quick listen i don't i don't i don't love what's happening right now i don't love this matchup and i think that uh, honestly it just feels like the dodgers are coming out of this drain and i think we'll learn a lot about how they're going to face this series in the first two innings it's a good call if they come out of it stumbling out of the gates and look kind of dead, I just would honestly kind of expect them to look kind of dead throughout the course of this series. I think the Padres series took a lot more out of them than any of them cared to admit. I think that was one thing that Plunkett asked everybody that mm-hmm. he could talk to. Like, hey, do you feel like this kind of took a lot out of you? Do you feel like this was pretty emotionally taxing? And a lot of them were like, oh, you know, it's, you know, good series, uh, a lot of a lot of anticipation, you know, about as political of an answer as you can get in that sense. But, I mean, realistically, if I'm as tired as I am, I didn't play any, I didn't do anything. I sat on my couch and drank Modelo and ate a corn dog. So, you know, I didn't do much, and I'm exhausted from this series. So they got to be really feeling it. Um, There was long games, a lot going on. Again, you got to be involved every single pitch, and so much happening. So I don't look forward to this series, to be honest with you. I do look forward to not caring nearly as much. <laughs> nearly as much as the Padres I feel like you're, you're more assessing this than a personal yeah, level. Yeah, this is all about me now. Attaboy. I don't care about you guys anymore. Um, on paper, first matchup of the of the series doesn't look great. No. Tommy's Tommy's throwing – or Tommy. Tyler's Tyler. throwing the ball pretty well, guys. Uh, again – varied results against varied teams, but he's also faced against the Cardinals. He's also faced off against the Giants, who are, by the way, a pretty damn good team early on in the season. Mm-hmm. So they'll need to jump on him. They'll need to make him work. They'll need to make him get his pitch count up. Um, we'll see how tonight goes. I hope, I hope to God the Dodgers offense just puts up like 12 runs tonight because that'll just really just feel like a relief. But then 
Yeah, I mean, if they, yeah, like you said, I think that's a great way of saying it. You're going to know right away in the first couple of innings if they're in, if they're engaged. You're going to see it right away. But if you see more of this flat, crappy play, if you see Seeger boot another one or, or just not glove another one or maybe months not, not scoop one at first or whatever, uh, I mean, <laughs> you got uh, Eddie playing third here and I think game one or whatever the hell it is. If you see that flat play, then, yeah, you're going to have a bad time. But if they come out and, and, and show that, hey, we're the world champs, we're the Dodgers, everybody looks up to us for a reason and, and play – above your competition then all right you know let's fatten up let's move on let's let's go and uh beat the brew crew or whatever but uh yeah going back i agree with your assessment we're going to know a lot real early and kind of learn more about what this team is is built on built uh built to withstand particularly without people the, the spark plug types of well you're getting lux back now but is he is he going to be 100% ready? And, and you know, you're not playing too well without Cody because you got guys in the wrong spot filling in for Cody. So Exactly. Make this exactly. series count, boys. Who do you got, go, who do you got going deep tonight? Oh, uh, man, I think Mookie needs it bad. All right, you're going Mookie. I'm going Eddie. Just because if you guys got a prediction, please drop a blow in the comments and want to see them. But, uh Good matchup number one for Eddie. Not Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> good matchup on paper for Eddie. Uh, a lot of his matchups have been good matchups on paper. To be fair. Wait, wait. Is uh, is Molly a changeup pitcher? Because uh, pitcher? Because I, uh, I feel less. I'm good just about gonna it. say he's a good matchup on paper. That's all I'm saying about it. I don't know anything about this guy. Here's the thing, though. I know somebody who needs a home run. It's Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God, he yeah. needs to connect one. Throw it halfway up the bleachers, Dodger Stadium. That would be fantastic. I mean, everybody on this team needs a damn homer. We're we're not doinking him too hard, except for Noisy, who of course is on on the bench from that. But um, a sale loaner says podcast is bad, bad, bad. <laughs> uh, we love a sale loaner saying the Dodgers are fifteen and seven. Yeah, I mean that was the thing I, I posted as I radically shift gears here. Yeah, I posted today. It's like I'm so glad the series is over. But by the way, Dodgers are still in first. Or by and also by the way, the Padres after all of that are in third, so boom, Thanos, all of that for one drop of blood. Congratulations, guys. You're never really making it out of third place. <laughs> uh, we got Dodger or Dodger D saying uh, Taylor's going deep tonight. We have Matthew saying Mookie. Going Mookie needs one more than ever. We got another Mookie from Jose Rod. Uh, CT3 from Ari in the stream here. Uh, <laughs> Leslie agrees, Big Daddy going yard. Uh, we got also back-to-back CT3 and Seager from Ari, so that's uh, that's a good one. Uh, David agrees with you. Rios is due. Um, yeah. Yeah. Matthew Thomas and Eddie needs to stand out of the home run right now or out of the stadium right now. Let's go. Gary's going Gary's deep. Gary's going deep. Hell yeah. Let's go. Mr. Gary Lee on uh, <clears throat> life. That's about it. We uh, we don't we don't like always having to be negative and look at things. And I, I, I don't really know what we le- learned or gathered from this exercise, but we felt like venting. So we appreciate you guys hanging out and accepting it and enjoying it and possibly venting along with us. I hate myself just as much as when we started. Well, if you guys like uh, self-hating writers, you can find them on DodgersNation.com. We put stuff up there all the time, constantly. Please save us from this mortal coil. Subscribe to Blue Heavens. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora. Everywhere podcasts are available for free. We live there. Also, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. You'll be glad you did. You'll be so glad you did. You get to see Doug. That's Doug. You know Doug. 
He's your friend, Doug, right? Is that like a new Doug? It's a new Doug. He's just old Doug. Guys, I am at BrokenMe3, this guy over here, at RealFRG. We're on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter, at Official Dodgers Nation on Instagram. Make sure you go check us out. Give us a follow. Just be doing stuff all year long. You know, just doing stuff. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for your questions. Thanks for your comments. The Dodgers suck. Let's go win one tonight. See you guys on Thursday. Bye. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home. 